You're listening to the Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. Hello and welcome to the Big Reviewski with Chicago Town Pizza. My name's Owen, there's Roy, and coming up on today's show, we do have Zach Galifianakis and Ed Helms. But today's show is about one man and one man only. He's cast his spell upon the world and he stars in not just one, but two massive releases this week. Who are we talking about, Rory? The one, the only, Timothée Chalamet, uh, Spellcheck's Nightmare, but uh, the dream of many, many movie fans around the world. He uh, He's made a, a sharp and immediate impact uh, on the cinema-going public. Uh, and as you mentioned, yeah, two of the biggest, maybe Oscar magnets of the year, and both out this weekend. And he's front and center in them both. So to celebrate, we thought we'd do a rundown of what we reckon are maybe his five best performances to date. And we're sure everyone's going to argue with us, but if you're uh, wondering, this is actually the correct the correct ranking this is it we're back to one of our scientific rankings again just before we do that i do have one amazing little known timothy chalamet fact do you know what he's absolutely obsessed with what is timothy chalamet absolutely obsessed with free pizza it's definitely free pizza got it and if you like Timothy Chalamet, are obsessed with free pizza, all you have to do is head over to the Big Rooski Twitter account to be in with a chance of winning some very tasty Chicago town goodies there. So good luck, Timothy, if you're watching slash, wish, <laughs> slash listening to this <laughs> week's show. Right, now on with that rundown. The fifth best Timothy Chalamet film that we are recommending for you to watch. It's available to check out on Netflix. And whenever I heard... Uh, the casting announcement for this film, The King. It stars Timothy plus Robert Pattinson. It felt like the world was just going to collapse in on itself because there's only so much swooning people can do. Um, But it is uh, a gorgeously shot uh, black and white film. And again, obviously Chalamet just looks amazing uh, in everything that he's in. But if uh, Robert Pattinson and Timothy Chalamet are your bag, then go and check out The King on Netflix right now. A new chapter of my life has begun. As prince, I spent my days drinking, clowning. Now I find myself the king. At number four, we've got Lady Bird, which is directed by uh, Greta Gerwig. Another incredible cast. Everyone in, in the world is just willing to give up their time to work with Gerwig. Uh, it's fronted by Saoirse Ronan. And while Timothy's character in this is quite a minor role, he does, it's kind of life mirroring art or whatever, because he is the guy in the school that all the girls are completely infatuated with because he's, he's literally too cool for school. So yeah, it is just like, who can we cast to be a total teenage dreamboat? I got it. Hey. I, I like your band, uh, with Jonah Ruiz, L'Enfance New. L'Enfance New. Uh, well, I, I saw your Thanksgiving show. My name's Ladybird. It's weird you shake hands. Yeah. And at number three, it's Beautiful Boy, obviously Chalamet completely miscast, <laughs> judging by that title. 
This is a film that kind of snuck in under the radar. He was nominated for multiple awards, but not a lot of people have necessarily seen it. Uh, he plays the son of Steve Carell's character, and it's based on a true story where uh, the two of them and their family are battling with the son's uh, drug addiction. So it's actually a real powerhouse performance from him. And instead of him, you know, obviously the part that he plays in something like Ladybird uh, is excellent, but this was a chance for him to really get his teeth stuck into a proper acting performance and show everybody that he's a proper actor. So beautiful boy, uh, definitely worth checking out. I'm sorry, Dad. Um, why don't we just have lunch and talk? We can do that, right? Mm. Please. You think that you have this under control. I understand why I do things it doesn't make me any different. You're just embarrassed because I was like, you know, I was like this amazing thing, like your special creation or something, and you don't like who I am now. Uh, number two, we've got the most recent adaptation of Little Women. So once again, it's Timothée Chalamet working with Greta Gerwig and Saoirse Ronan, and once again playing a character who is too aloof for her. Huh. I can't think of I can't think of a school that kind of rhymes with aloof. Too aloof for school, I guess. But back then. Um, and once again, he's playing a character who all the girls are totally fancying, but he is, he's tough to kind of, you know, nail down until they don't, until the girls are like, actually, you know what, maybe I'm not interested. And he's like, oh, wait, it turns out I'm super interested again. So, yeah, he, he plays that character incredibly well. And just judging from this top five, I'm thinking going forward, he should only ever work with Greta Gerwig and Saoirse Ronan, and I'd be totally fine with that. This is Meg, Amy, Beth, and Joe. It is a story of my life and my sisters. Make it short and spicy. And if the main character is a girl, make sure she's married by the end. Ow, Joe! Now, he didn't work with Greta Gerwig and Saoirse Ronan. Sorry to disappoint for this number one film, but uh, this is a standout uh, brilliant Timothy Chalamet performance for me. It is, of course, Call Me By Your Name. It's a gorgeous romance story of a summer of love and a coming-of-age drama all rolled into one. Um, it looks amazing because uh, it's set in Italy. Uh, all the people are beautiful as well. The music is incredible and the performances are just excellent. So this film, it'll make you laugh, it'll make you cry, and you'll never, ever, ever look at a peach the same way ever again. So call me by your name. Uh, our most highly recommended Timothy Chalamet performance. I'm just going to say his name the way that you're saying it all the time now. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, like the, uh, like the shampoo. That's the one. I can show you around. That'd be great. Thank you. So what do you do around here? Read books, transcribe music, swim at the river, go out at night. Sounds fun. All right, later. And now it's time for the best new releases on in the cinema. And Roy, do you know who we haven't talked about in ages? It's Timothy Chalamet. Can we talk about him a bit more, please? Well, you're in luck because uh, he's he's all over the new releases this week. First up is Dune, or as it's maybe called, Dune Part 1. Uh, because we are supposed to get the second half of the epic sci-fi novels adaptation in a few years' time. This comes from uh, Denis Villeneuve, who we both love. He's the director of Sicario and Arrival and Blade Runner 2049 and some other absolute masterpieces. He's assembled... How do I, how do I put this? The... The... 
sexiest group of people in the world. Like when they released the character posters for this, you were just like, is this a joke? Is this some kind of sexy joke? Because I'm because it's funny, but this is too much. Like Timothy, Jason Momoa, Oscar Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya, um, Javier Bardem. Like it's it's is it was a joke. Um, so yeah, but it's it's like this huge, beautiful operatic sci-fi drama. Um, with a massive necessary budget behind it and it just looks looks absolutely beautiful and anyone who's concerned that maybe it's a bit stuffy or a bit up its own bum in terms of you know like hard sci-fi because sometimes when it gets to that level of sci-fi it can be a bit off-putting um, it is actually very very easy to watch and to understand and to comprehend um, it's just a big family drama that happens to be set in space um, but with huge explosions and sexy people running to or away from them. And also a huge sandworm and what's not to like. So yeah, go see this on the biggest, loudest screen you possibly can. My planet Arrakis is so beautiful when the sun is low. Rolling over the sands, you can see spice in the air. The outsiders ravage our lands in front of our eyes. So the other big release that he happens to be in this week, and as you said, Denis Villeneuve is a phenomenal director uh, and has a very particular style as well. And another phenomenal director with a really particular style is obviously Wes Anderson. It's been a few years since he had a big release, but this is The French Dispatch. It began as a holiday. Eager to escape a bright future on the Great Plains, Arthur Howitzer Jr. transformed the series of travelogue columns into The French Dispatch, a factual weekly report on the subjects of world politics, the arts, high and low, and diverse stories of human interest. You don't think it's almost too seedy this time? No, I don't. For decent people. It's supposed to be charming. Yeah, this is his first one since, I think, I Love Dogs. Uh, his first live action one, I think, since uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Again, it's uh, Timothy Chalamet in the middle of just a... I'm not even... I'll be here all night, like, listing this cast. It's a joke, but again, everyone in the world will happily put their life on hold to do a few days on the set of a Wes Anderson shoot. Uh, so again, th th this cast list is bonkers and it tells the story of uh, the French Dispatch, which is a American newspaper based out of France in the early-ish 20th century. Uh, it's a kind of a love letter to journalism, but it's also a love letter just to movie making and cinema and stuff. Uh, it, it's both been hyped a lot for Oscar stuff and uh, kind of, I guess people were really in love with Grand Budapest Hotel and this one maybe doesn't reach those giddy heights, but it's still Wes Anderson. So even Wes on his worst day is better than just about anyone else on their best day. So uh, yeah, and again, if, uh, look at that cast list. There is someone on there you want to see if not five or 10 people that you want to see. So 
yeah, like it's it's a bonkers, another bonkers week for big screen cinema releases. And a couple of other releases which are, you know, God bless them, like, you know, going up head to head uh, with those massive releases as well. Now, I'm not sure if Timothy Chalamet stars in any of these, very possible, uh, because he does appear to be cast in every single film. But the first one is The Boss Baby uh, Family Business. And this feels like it's about the 18th installment in The Boss Baby franchise, but it turns out this is actually only the second one. I don't know what... <laughs> why it feels that way or if that's uh, detrimental to the original Boss Baby. But anyway, uh, that's going to be released. Uh, that's obviously one for the kiddies. In days of yore, there were two warriors. I'd kill for a spicy tuna roll right about now. Get yourself a little something. The brothers grew apart and a new age began. The Middle Age. Dad, is Uncle Ted coming for Christmas this year? Sweetie, sometimes you just grow apart. And then at the other end, of the age spectrum, we have Dear Evan Hansen, which tells the story of Ben Platt, who plays like an 87-year-old teenager. Um, uh, it's based on the hit Broadway musical as well. And to be honest, I knew nothing about this originally. And the first time it kind of, uh, you know, came across uh, <laughs> my desk, or the first time I, I was aware of it, it was like when basically everybody, God love him, was slagging off uh, per Ben because he is reprising his role from the musical that he played way back in 2013, 2014. And he's still trying to play um, the same character years and years later as well. So it remains to be seen uh, just how good that is. But uh, Dear Evan Hansen is also out this week. Dear Evan Hansen, today is going to be an amazing day. And here's why. Because today, all you have to do is just be yourself. Now, we've had some great trailers over the past few weeks, and there's actually one that was released a wee while ago, but it kind of got lost in the mix of all the other massive releases. So, Rory, what have you chosen for your favourite trailer this time around? Yeah, I think when you're inundated with big blockbuster trailers, it can be easy to overlook some of the maybe hidden gems. And whenever you see the opening title card of A24, you know you're probably in for a great time. You're probably in for one of those films that you'll be recommending everyone else should go to see. Uh, and that is very much the case here with Red Rocket. Um, it tells the, based on a true story of a former adult movie star who retires from the industry and tries to move back home to his hometown and reignite a relationship with his estranged uh, family and wife. But no one is super pleased to see him come back home. Uh, the lead actor in this actually is kind of playing a variation of his own life story where he, he'd lived that exact life. So uh, he's a perfect match for this lead character. And it's directed by the guy who made both uh, Tambourine and Tangerine, not Tambourine, Tangerine and The Florida Project, uh, which are two of those, again, uh, if you haven't seen it, and not many people have, they're both absolutely worth checking out because they're two of the, literally two of the best hidden hidden gem dramas of the last decade. And again, this one I think is on 96% on Rotten Tomatoes following the, uh, the festival tour it had in America earlier this year. It's getting a wide release in America in December. We'll probably get it February 2022. But just from the trailer alone and the pedigree of the people involved in making it, um, yeah, like it's, it's again, don't make this be that film 
that your friends are telling you to go see because they've all seen it and it's great and you're like, no, it's not an explosion one. Go see the great A24 hidden gem movie. Uh, go see Red Rocket when it comes out. Right, look, I'm gonna be straight with you. I'm an adult film actor. Excuse me? So why are you back, Mr. Hollywood? You're Mikey. Welcome back, dude. I'm on top of my game right now on like every single possible level. Physical stamina, my mind is sharp. I'm taking 5-HTP for serotonin in my brain. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love the Florida Project. I haven't seen Tambourine or Tangerine, but whatever the title of that film is, I'm very interested in watching it. Anyway, uh, so that's our favorite trailer this week. Now it's time for the best recommendations of what you can watch at home this week. And Rory, I know... We're in the middle of Halloween and October, and I'm delighted to see that you've come dressed kind of as like a casual Dracula today. I presume that's to tie in with our new horror releases. Yeah, like if I pull this collar up, it's actually a bit of a protection against any particular, you know, vampiric attacks, uh, which ties in nicely with our first home entertainment release, which is the brilliantly titled Night Teeth. Uh, which is a new vampire movie coming to Netflix on October 20th. Um, have you ever seen Collateral with Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise in Night Teeth? The, uh, Tom Cruise is two vampire women uh, and the Jamie Foxx character is, is still pretty much a Jamie Foxx character but he's played by someone else. So it's just a guy who was hired by two vampires to drive around the city uh, while they, I guess, eat people. Um, and he, that's his job for the night. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like crazy, over-the-top, violent comedy horror. Uh, Megan Fox is in there, clearly having a blast. Um, I'm not sure if it will be to everyone's taste, necessarily. But... You know, if you're if you're willing to vibe with comedy horror, uh, then this is probably like not dissimilar to like Cabin in the Woods kind of tone. You know, it's just throw it at the wall, see what sticks. The name is Night Teeth, so you can't be too annoyed that you know <laughs> it was mislabeled. You know exactly what you're getting. Hey, driver. Yes, ma'am. Let's play a game. What would you do if you knew tonight was your last night on Earth? Wow, I'm a pretty chill guy. I just live with my brother. I go to school. <laughs> Come on, driver. Last night on Earth, drugs, women, men, old enemies. You're just waiting to pop. I'd definitely kill you. Finally, he bites back. For a second there, whenever you started mentioning collateral, uh, I didn't realize you were just doing a comparison. I was trying to remember. I was like, I don't remember there being any vampires in Collateral. Maybe I didn't see the film starring Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx that Rory is talking about. But uh, no, Night Teeth, uh, as you said, on the, the name of the film alone. Um, plus, I think it's Megan Fox is in there. Sydney Sweeney as well, who people would have just seen in The Handmaid's Tale and White Lotus. Um, so she's going to be just an absolutely massive star. So, uh, yeah, cannot wait to see that one. What else have we got? And the other spooky one you can watch is a new, well, new-ish TV series. It's American Horror Story double feature. So this is either the ninth or tenth or millionth series of American Horror Story. This one's landing on Disney Plus and will be showing weekly going forward. It's called double feature because the first half of the season is a completely separate story to what's happening in the second half. So it's kind of 
giving off the vibe of classic double features like they used to do in the States where you'd go to see two cheesy horror movies back to back. But this one, it's like all the previous American Horror Stories, it's decked out with all the stars who come to play with uh, Ryan Murphy for his American Horror Story show. So if you've enjoyed the previous ones, some of them have been great, some of them have been terrible. This one I hear is closer to the good to great end. Um, so yeah, so if you've enjoyed the previous ones, enjoy the, the good ones in the previous seasons, then uh, more than likely you'll be digging this one too. Something weird is going on here and I wanna know what it is. There's nothing more addictive than success. You've tasted it now. You're never going to be able to live without it. Lovely stuff. So those are your home releases for this week. And now it's time for pizza and a movie. And we're staying with the scary selections. Mm. So I'm feeling pumped after last week's one. We're going straight in this week. No messing, no faffing, no kissing, Rory. Mm. What have you chosen for pizza and a movie for people to watch with their Chicago Town pizza this week? The Evil Dead. The guy that's renting it says it's an old place. A little run down. <laughs> but it's right up in the mountains. Well, it might not be that bad. It turns 40 years old this week. Uh, so happy birthday, happy anniversary um, and it's just been added to now so if you've never seen it, the original 1981 one is actually really really scary I know people know the second one's more of a comedy horror and then the third one's Army of Darkness and then the remake was actually, it was, was alright but the original one is like a low budget iconic cornerstone 80s horror movie it's one of those like video nasties that was banned and you know edited to bits uh, and it was also probably the world's first introduction to both Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. It remains one of the grimiest, kind of more unsettling horror movies of all, may, uh, of all time. So if you've never seen it, watch it. If you have seen it, celebrate its birthday by re-watching it. Groovy. Now, I'm going to go for uh, the Owen-friendly genre. The most, you know, uh, in terms of horror, it is, again, back to the comedy horror. And this one is from the genius team that brought us space. You've got Simon Pegg, Edgar Wright, Nick Frost, uh, and a standout performance from Peter Serafinovich uh, as well. Released back in 2004, it's the greatest Zomcom with a wee bit of ROM thrown in as well. It is, of course, Shaun of the Dead. Um, so, uh, yeah, again, feeling pretty confident. Like, the Evil Dead is iconic, but uh, Shaun of the Dead, no. I think I've, uh, I've got this one in the bag. Do you ever think that modern life is not for you? Do you do the same dead-end job every day? Is your love life dying on its feet? To a wonderful mum. <laughs> oh, have you ever felt that you're turning into the world. a zombie? Maybe you're not alone. So that's it. Pretty much a wrap for this week's show. We have an amazing guest for next week's episode. It is, of course, the original screen queen from Halloween herself, Jamie Lee Curtis. The interview is up online now if you want to go and check it out, but she will be joining us uh, next week as well. But for this week's show, Rory, who do we have to take us out? 
Yeah, so for this week, um, we reviewed their new release, Ron's Gone Wrong, last week. But it is Zach Galifianakis and Ed Helms. We have a mini hangover reunion um, for this. And the entire interview is up on Joe.ie's YouTube channel right now. But what you're going to hear is them talking about uh, back in the day, back in 2009, the Hangover guys came over to Ireland and they had their premiere here um, and there was an after party and this is them discussing the Irish aftermath of that after party. But I have to mention that my first ever premiere after party was 12 years ago for The Hangover in Dublin. And I remember that. I was going to say because, uh, you know, fittingly for an after party for The Hangover in Dublin, I had a good time, so I was like, do I need to apologize to anyone for my actions that evening? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I you, do. You were way out of line all night long. We all talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rory, can I ask you a question? Of course. My mom's maiden name is Cashin, but it's with an O, and it's it's Irish. It's, it's, it's French Huguenot Irish. Is oh, wow. With an O to your last name, too? I don't. Mine is uh, cash in, like I N, uh, okay. and it's from the Kerry Cork region, I think, of Ireland. Okay. Uh, okay. So if you're All ever right. over, that's the direction to head, because that's where our family tree has probably planted itself. Okay, I'll go. I'll go there. Any other boring uh, questions, Zach? Well, Ed, <laughs> if his last name was uh, Helms, wouldn't you ask him the same? Helms. <laughs> Helms. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that for, that hangover party, that hangover premiere at Dublin was my first trip to Ireland, and I just was so so smitten with with Dublin and the Irish people. Oh, it was so oh, fun. We, there, we were there for one night. Yeah, well, yeah, like two, like one or two nights. Yeah, yeah. But we leave yeah. an impression. So, I, like I understand. I didn't know it was much of a drinking society. <laughs> um, well, it is. You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Time. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. <laughs> 